0: Hello and welcome to episode 110 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and I'm joined as always by Evan Etheridge. How are you doing, Evan?
1: Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Pretty good Monday. Hope everybody's having a great, after a good week, hope everybody's having a good Monday to collect their thoughts and stuff. But yeah. Good week.
0: Yeah, solid weekend all around. Uh, Things are going well. And uh, things are going really well with the Braves right now. They had a fantastic week, really. And uh, Falcons are in full swing with the preseason, so we'll touch on that at the end of the episode. But uh, first, we're going to talk about these Braves. And uh, the most notable piece of news that came out this week was on Monday, a week ago today, uh, Ozzy Obbies got put on the IL. Uh, Pretty significant He did get hurt in that Sunday night baseball game against the Mets last week and we didn't even talk about on the podcast because we just kind of thought it was uh, just precautionary and wasn't nothing too serious. He was going to be laughed the next day. I think that was everybody's assumption, but I guess next morning he woke up and wasn't feeling right and gets put on the I.L. with a hamstring strain, hamstring uh, tightness. Um, He was running around on the field this week, so that's a good sign, but definitely not good overall when one of your best players goes on the I.L. So what do you think about this? Because it really is the first significant injury to all the four guys that have played every game this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it kind of sucks for Ozzy to to finally miss a game like this. And, you know, when it happened, you didn't really think much of it. You know, um, it's it's pretty typical of the Braves to pull players, uh, you know, when something like that happens, just, just in case. I mean, you know, we have that comfortable lead in the division. Uh, we're sitting right. So, you know, get them off, let them, let them have the rest of the day off and, you know, Unfortunately, that wasn't the case here with Ozzy, Um as he does get put on the the 10-day. Is it 10-day or 15-day?
0: He got put on the 10-day. There is both, um, but he got put on the 10-day. So, I guess that's even a better sign. Yeah, with, uh, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So,
1: but, uh, um, him, him going on the aisles, you know, uh, it sucks, but we can afford it. And, and like you said, he was he was on the field running around this weekend. Uh, you know, more more of a jog. But but to, just to see him moving around like that with the guys still is, is, is a good sign.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's a super serious injury or anything. I, there would have been some more reporting on that for sure. And he definitely wouldn't have been jogging around the field this week. Like if the NLDS was starting tomorrow, I think he'd be playing. Even though his IL stand isn't up, I think he is probably healthy enough to play if he absolutely had to. But like you said, the Braves have a 13 and a half game lead the division. Like there's no point at all of a risking anything with one of your guys especially how good Ozzy's been this year he he is very important to this team so yeah the other part of that was Von Grissom got called up and he really hasn't played at all he is in the starting lineup tonight against the the Mets so it seems like him and Nicky Lopez are just a straight up platoon because this is the first lefty the Braves have faced since Ozzy got hurt and Von is in against David Peterson so seems like that's the way to go what do you think about that of Von he got to the game yesterday to pinch hit um, when Rogers was in pitching for the Giants. So I guess he's going to face lefties, and uh, I guess they value Nicky Lopez's defense enough to just have Vaughn strictly face lefties at the plate because he has been on fire in Gwinnett, and you know it's kind of a great opportunity for him to come back up, but they seem to like Nicky Lopez a little more.
1: Yeah, they, they have been favoring Nicky Lopez even uh, since Grissom came up. But, um, yeah, I kind of like platooning them uh, based on the pitcher. Um, in 2023, in the major in the minor leagues, uh, Grissom's hitting 3.27, six home runs, 50 RBIs with a 906 OPS. Um, you know, I think it's good for him to to come up and, and, and start games and and not have to you know bake on the bench and you know kind of be a cheerleader. Uh, I think I think getting him up, getting him some some big league at bats. You know, we we saw flashes of of, of, of a legitimate baseball player last year in Grissom. Um, so yeah, I, I like giving him the start tonight on a fresh note fresh series uh, against the mets so um yeah hopefully get some good reps in get his feet under him back up here and um yeah yeah you know it's super important you know when a guy goes down um to have grissom come up because not many uh franchises can just call up a guy that they know is going to bat 280 and and have some pop so um and and plus I like him playing second base way better than him playing shortstop so um We'll see if the, the glove got better. Um, yeah. So just just look out for Grissom tonight, starting.
0: Yeah. Um, his glove. I mean, we watched him play second a good bit last year when Ozzy was hurt, and uh, he was fine at second, really. I didn't. I mean, it was kind of a long time ago now, like a year ago, really. Um, but I didn't think it, he would not about at all at second. Um, he was pretty bad at shortstop this year though when he was in for Garcia. So uh, maybe he's just more comfortable there. It is a much easier position to play than shortstop, but. Yeah, I do think um, I probably would have mixed in a couple more starts for Grissom this week um, over Lopez because he really didn't play at all until Sunday. He pretty much spent an entire week on the bench. So I don't love that, but I do understand um, wanting to play Lopez a good bit because his his glove is rock solid, and he's hit um, really like a good bit for him since he's joined the Braves. So, uh, yeah, I guess we can segue to the games now because Nicky Lopez did go off in his first uh, real start at second base. Yeah. Um, he went three for four in game one against the Yankees. Uh, had a RBI, uh, two RBI single um, in his first at-bat. Had another RBI later on. Three RBI day, three hit day. And the Braves just dominated the Yankees in this one. Uh, Eddie and Austin Riley had home runs. Uh, Acuna had a hit. Harris had a hit. Everybody had a hit in the lineup except for Travis Darno, So they really ran wild on Clark Schmidt of the Yankees. And, um, yeah, this was kind of a laugh for This entire Yankee series was just – uh, I knew the Yankees weren't playing very well this year, but good Lord, they, they're they really bad. And they've lost eight games in a row now, and this was kind of the start of it. So what would you think of game one?
1: Yeah, like you said, eight in a row. Um, longest losing streak of uh, the Yankees in in, in this century. Um, the, last, yeah. the last time they lost eight in a row was 1995. So uh, they're, in, they're in a little bit of a rut right now. But, you know, coming into this, this was a, this was a big series for the Yankees. Um, you know, they're throwing their top guns out there and and looking to beat up on the Braves. I mean, they got to get back in it. But but yeah, game 1, we go down 2-1 in the second and then we score 10 straight. Yeah. Um, you know, that just shows the length of this lineup, it's it's so good. And it was actually really fun to to see uh Yankees Twitter kind of go crazy. You know, big market team in the AL. We don't really play them that much, but um they were just ooing and awing about the Braves lineup. It was it was really cool to see.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of that. Uh, Really more of criticism towards their teams. Like, why is it an our team like this is what I saw a lot of. Yeah. Um. Which, uh, yeah, it is nice. I mean, and pretty much there's only a few teams that are on the same level as organizations, as the Braves and the Yankees are just not one of them right now. It's kind of crazy to say because they've just been good. Like, this is their – they're probably going to finish under 500 at this point as they're four games under now, and there's no Light in the tunnel. I think they have – they finished over – Uh. 500 for 30 something years in a row it's kind of crazy how bad they've been but yeah and this one like you said they went down a 2-1 because uh max free kind of was rough at the beginning but really settled in ends up going six innings pitched and two earned runs so that was good to see and um yeah the only thing i do have to note here is that in the top of the night the yankees did score one run to make it 11 to 3 and that would be the last run the braves would give up for 27 innings after that <laughs> <laughs> so kind of crazy. If you don't count that run, it's like actually mattering because it didn't because it was 11 to two. It was the second inning of game one of the last run that actually mattered that the Braves gave up. So what was what's that? Uh, that's seven more innings. So 34 straight shutout innings of actual baseball. Um, so, yeah, the Braves pitching went on a heater, as we can get into now, as they shut out game two, five to nothing. Uh, Bryce Elder. Really nice bounce back start. He's been pretty rough as he goes seven shutout innings against this terrible Yankees lineup. And then um, Luis Severino, the Yankees, who I just I really feel bad for. Um, he was one of the more fun players the Yankees have had in recent years, and uh, he was used to be really good, but he's just been terrible this year. And he continued with that in this game. Got knocked around. Cunha and Ozuna took him deep, and those were really the two swings that produced the five runs. Yankees get one hit in this game too. Just a DJ Lemayhew single that wasn't even hit hard, so I guess you could say they were pretty close to no hitting them. Um, Yeah, but Elder was great. Offense, um, Ozuna and Acuna did their jobs, and uh, yeah, just a real nice win.
1: Yeah, yeah, you said everything perfectly. We didn't realize uh, with that little bloop single in the second inning that that was going to be the only hit of the game. So, uh, pretty incredible stuff from Elder, and you know, to go seven, only giving up a hit. Um, He did. He did walk a few three. Uh, he only had three Ks, but man, his location and, and control was so, so good and uh, a lot of weak contact. And it was just, you know, it was really good to see him pitching well and, and locating well. Um, but yeah, just a dominant win followed by the long ball.
0: Yeah, Ozuna had a absolute bomb to dead center. He's been really good lately. Um, Him and Eddie Rosario, it's kind of weird them two just only do things in tandem when they're both terrible, they're both awful and they both get hot at the same time. It's really weird. Um, and they're, they're, so, sim- they're so similar, um, player types too. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, I guess they're just kind of twins in a way, but yeah, Cunha hit a, hit a Homer, um, really impressive Homer actually is 98 at the top of the zone and he was just all over it and sent a dead center. So that was cool to see. And, uh, yeah, not nothing, nothing much besides that as elder was very good. Uh, it was first half Bryce Elder in this game. So we can uh, move on to game two or game three rather. And uh, this was Charlie Morton's turn to bounce back. Charlie was awesome in this game. Um, You do have to kind of put the asterisks, I guess, of this Yankees lineup has been like as bad as the A's since the all-star break. So I, you kind of have to throw that in there, but still his, his stuff just looks so much better. Um, Like that med start that he had where he did go five shutout, but he walked seven guys. Like, uh, that was not this. He only walked one guy in this game. I believe it was Stanton, which, I mean, if you want to work around that guy once, that's fine because he is one of the only sort of threats the Yankees have. Um, but, he had 10 strikeouts and four only give up four hits. He was really, really good in this game. And uh, not a ton of offense, uh, but the Braves really didn't need it. Eddie hit a two-run homer, and that was it. Two-run homer in the second inning. Braves win two to nothing. Uh, Braves only actually had three hits. The Yankees pitched very well in this game besides that homer, so – Um, but, you know, when their lineup, when your lineup is so bad, like the Yankees is, you really can't uh, overcome even a two-run deficit because, I mean, it's just really terrible. Like, it's Aaron Judge who is playing on one foot, essentially, and then you kind of just cross your fingers and hope, like, Labor Torres or Giancarlo can run into a homer, and that's their offense. So, yeah, what did you think about Charlie? And, uh, yeah, Charlie was really the headliner in this one. He was awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, I actually went at this game. uh, Charlie was incredible, 10Ks, I mean. Uh, it, it was very quiet in that stadium. Uh, it was a sellout again and a bunch of Yankees fans there, but they were very quiet. Uh, yeah. they, only, they only had one little champ breakout and it was when he walked Giancarlo Stanton. So they had two men on and, and, and that was the end of that. He, he went strikeout, strikeout and got out of that jam. Um, but yeah, just a really quiet game offensively, very boring um, from a spectator's point of view, but you know, a, a, a pitching performance like that it, it was it was very fun for me to watch as a baseball nerd so um yeah just a, just a good solid win like you said 24 uh i'm sorry 27 straight innings of uh no runs so um excellent excellent job here
0: yeah and then they finished up that streak um of scoreless innings with game one against the giants with the third shutout in a row um, uh, which I don't I don't know when the last time the Braves did that. I didn't see any any stats about that, but it's got to probably be a long time ago. Pretty crazy. Um, but they win game one against the Giants four to nothing. Um Strider was uh very, very good. Back to back starts where he's gone seven shutout innings, um had ten strikeouts in this one, um only one hit and one walk. He was probably one of his better starts of the season. He's got fourteen wins now. which I'm not a huge wins guy, but uh he gets he gets a lot of wins, so good for him. But yeah, offense solid again in this game. Uh they didn't hit any homers, but Riley had an RBI double, Michael Harris had a double, he had a triple also. Um, Matt Olsen had an RBI hit, Eddie did. Uh so yeah, you know, offense, even when they're not hitting homers, they're still coming through with base hits to score runs and you know, with Strider on the mound, the Giants really didn't even stand a chance. They only had two hits in the entire game. So Now I tend to talk about when the Braves are just blanking their opponents like this, but you know, kind of the same story offense did its job. Pitching was perfect. You win the game. Pretty good formula.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the formula they've they've been using all year long. Um, And and they can win in other ways too, which is amazing. Um, But yes, Michael Harris had a huge game uh, in the two hole because Ozzy's out. Um, He was, he was actually a home run away from the cycle in the fourth inning. So uh, I was really hoping he would have got that, but uh, you know, it didn't happen, but hey, shut out, shut out, win. We'll take it. Four hits all day.
0: Yeah. So had the four hit night. That was, uh, that was really nice of him. Um, one of his better games of the year. And Alex Cobb pitched with the Giants and he's one of their best pitchers. And the Braves went 5.2 innings pitch and four end runs off of him. Like, against a good pitcher, you take that every time. And, uh, yeah, we can talk about game two now, which this was the kind of highlight of the week, game of the week. Um, You know, we've been talking a lot about this this scoreless streak the Braves went on, and Yanni Chirinos got a hold of it through one pitch and gave it up. Uh, He gave up a leadoff homer in the first pitch of the game to Lamont Wade Jr., and that was the end of the streak. Um, But the Braves do win this game 6-5, to and this was... I would say it's the Eddie Rosario game, but uh, he's got a couple more important Eddie Rosario games, so I don't think you can quite put it in uh, the level of some of the NLCS games, but this one, he was unreal. Four for four, three RBIs, go-ahead homer, and he had a nice sliding catch, too, in left field. So he was just really all over the place. Um, now, when Eddie's hot, he's as hot as anybody. Uh, we know that. And he was scouting hot in this game, had a double two, and uh, had the huge home run in the eighth inning with two outs off of Tyler Rogers, and just parked one, absolute bomb, dead center, into the, into the water fountain. So... You know, this game was really back and forth up to that point. Acuna had a homer to tie the game. Um, you know, I already mentioned Yanni. He was not very good. He actually went on the IL today. IL in quotations to get Alan Winans on the team is what that was. Um, pretty convenient IL stint, but he wasn't very good again. Four innings pitch, four and runs, four strikeouts. Very Yanni Chirinos line. So what would you think about this game? Because this it was a really fun game, man. Um, probably one of the more fun games of the year. The Giants were a good team. And uh, Eddie, that Homer, man, that was just nails.
1: Yeah, huge. Um, I think this was probably a top five game of the year for the Braves. Um, it, there were five lead changes, and then we take take the lead in the eighth. Rosario just an absolute bomb to dead center. The the pitcher knew it was out immediately. It was just uh, it felt it felt like October. It felt it honestly felt like playoff baseball uh, when that went out. Um, but yeah, uh, Marcelo Zuna. I think at this point he had a fifteen game hitting streak. Um, just absolutely on fire, or sixteen. He he got up to sixteen. So, yeah. um, him and Rosario really just back to back in the lineup. Like, the, them two being on just extends the lineup even further. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. One through nine, um, no easy outs, and um, yeah. What Eddie Rosario hates the NLS, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the Dodgers, the the Giants. Um, he just he just owns them, and uh, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, they, they might have to start giving him the Barry Bonds treatment out there. Start walking him, but uh, yeah, yeah, this, and, was, this was an awesome game.
0: And the Diamondbacks too. He had that grand slam this year earlier off them, which might be like his swing of the season. That was uh, crazy. But yeah, the place was going nuts after he hit that homer. Like more nuts than I think I've seen yeah. truest all year. Really, maybe the Mets game. The Mets game. Uh, the last one where we swept them. That was that was definitely more crazy. But this was up there, man. When He hits that homer, the place was going absolutely ballistic. They had the side shot from like the dugout angle, and all the fans jump up in the air. It was pretty awesome, would have been a nice game to go to. Um, but yeah, and then when he gets back out to the in the field for the ninth inning, he's in left, he actually got a curtain call too in the dugout, which you only really see that in regular season games. But it's Eddie, he's a legend, and uh, he walks back up to left field in the ninth inning, and everybody's just chanting Eddie. So it's uh, yeah. He's the man. Love Eddie Rosario. I love him like a son. And uh, one one guy I do want to talk about that we haven't mentioned yet, how awesome he's been, Risa Iglesias. He has been on an absolute heater of late. Let me pull up his uh, game log. See the last time he even gave up a run. I got but, I got
1: his stats over the last 20 games. Oh, yeah, so, you got it. Perfect. Let's hear it. He's got .95 ERA, 1.16 FIP, uh 36 uh, strikeout Percentage and a 5.6 walk percentage, scoreless in 19 of 20 appearances. Just yes. Yeah, yeah
0: it looks like the last time he gave up an earned run was on uh, July 18th, and that was the um, the 16 to 13 Diamondbacks game. So I don't even hold down against him because uh, something was in the water that night. But um, yeah, other than that, man, he has just been. Unreal. I mean, like his numbers now on the season are like a league closer numbers. You know, he kind of had some rough moments, like Tigers game, I remember, the A's game, um, but he's really settled in. Uh, like his his numbers overall are great now 295 ERA, uh, 266 FIP, 153 ERA plus, 12 Ks per nine. Like he's been back to Rice Iglesias and he had two strikeouts in a 1 2 3 inning on a Saturday. So I had to shout him out. And you were already ready to shout him out too. We both had the same idea with him. Yeah. yeah, he really hasn't got talked about enough, I think, among the fan base. Everybody's you know, still kind of talking about the offense, which rightfully so. And, uh, you know, when the starters perform well, but I feel like Iglesias kind of flew under the radar, how good he's been. So uh had to shout him out real quick. Um, all right, game three. This game sucked. Um, it did. Rays did lose four to three. Um, one of those games I just didn't let bother me after because – you know, the Braves, like the game on Saturday was their 80th win. <laughs> it's hard to complain and hard to be upset. So I'm trying to keep a level head. But this one really f- had some frustrating moments for sure, um, especially top of the ninth with Kirby H's performance and Gabe Kapler just wanting to have the say-so in every play of the game, which I've never seen anything like it. It's honestly so weird to me that all of his assistant coaches just – dressed the same as him, had the same facial hair as him, or the same sunglasses. It's so bizarre. But uh yeah, I digress. We can talk about the game now. Um you know the Giants went up in the second one nothing on a what's this bloke's name? Um Luis Matos. I believe he's a rookie for the Giants. He had a home run off of Max Fried. Um yeah he's a 21 year old he had a home run off of Max Fried. Freed was not great in this one. Um 5.2 innings pitch and three earned runs. He did battle uh, but early on, his stuff wasn't great. Give up that homer to Matos, and he gave up one to Wilmer Flores, uh, Orlando Arcia. He had the homer to actually put the Braves up two to one. Then the Giants uh, fought back with uh, that Wilmer Flores homer that I mentioned, and then nothing happens for the bottom of the eighth when there were two outs, runners on first and second, and Ronald Acuna goes to steal third, and uh, Patrick Bailey throws in the outfield, and uh, the run scores. Acuna comes in with two outs. Pretty ballsy steal there, I believe. Riley was up. Um, it was either Riley or Olsen, um, Olson. But, but it was Olsen. Yeah. So, I mean, especially with Olsen up, you know, you know, he's capable of doing if you get thrown out a third there. That's, a, it's not great, but um, you know, it, it would have been a close play. If there was a good throw. I wouldn't, I'm not sure if he would have been out, but it didn't matter. The ball goes into left field. He scores and uh, Braves can't come through with any more runs, but they tied the game up with a pretty clutch base running play by, by Ron there. And then top of the ninth happened and uh, Kirby Yates, it's not good. He was not good at all. Um, You know, and I'm not going to pile on Kirby because he's been pretty good this year. He really has. and uh, But he just didn't have in this game. He goes, walk, hit by pitch, hit by pitch, strikeout, strikeout, walk. <laughs> and, uh, you know, once he gets the two strikeouts back-to-back, they come in. Uh, the Giants bring Jock Peterson to come in and hit, pinch hit, and he walks him on four pitches. Yeah. And I uh, kind of thought that, you know, maybe he's just going to strike out the side there, but it looked like he was a little timid facing jock. Um, and yeah, run, run comes in. I've thought they probably should have used Brad hand there. It's kind of why Brad hands on the team. Like you got left in a tough spot. I know they I know they want to stay away from mentor cause he pitched the first two games. Um, but I kind of would have just like, I mean, Yates obviously like, wasn't great. I mean, he did have the two strikeouts. I guess that was snits thinking like he's just struck you guys out. going to do it again. Um, kind of hindsight's 2020 there, but a bit frustrating. Um, Gates gives up the run. They do. They do bring in McHugh after, and uh, he gets the last out. But what do you think of the Kirby Yates experience there? Because that was like a uh, Will Smith, Kinley Jansen stuff, but it actually went bad. When usually those two guys would get out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, Kirby Yates kind of feels like Luke Jackson uh, in his all. Yeah, year. Luke
0: Jackson too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like I, I'm just getting flashbacks. He comes in and he walks the first batter back to back nights, and yeah, one run ball games. Like you can't do that. You you got to get the first guy, or or at least make him earn it. Um, so coming in giving a free pass immediately, and then hitting a guy and then giving up another walk, it, it's it's just so frustrating. Um, but yeah, we're not going to dwell on it too much. Kirby's Kirby's been fine yeah, this I'm... year. Um, he does he does raise my blood pressure just a little bit, but uh, he's been able uh-huh. to get out a of a lot of jams this year. Um, yeah, th- this this one was really rough because it, it just it wasn't earned. Um, you know, after he walks the first two guys, I'm I'm going to grab him. Or I'm sorry. Um, after he faces the third batter, right, right at the minimum, I'm going to grab him. Like uh, he obviously just yeah. didn't have. It. Um, and, and I don't know. I think Snit just is just kind of letting it ride out. I mean, I don't know. He he definitely could have went out and got him and, and brought a lefty in to face a lefty in Jock, but um, yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It, it just yeah. this one this one stung a little bit. Um, you know, we we wanted another sweep, but it, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, we're getting greedy, and I mean, what really just like kind of made him more annoying was just Gabe Kapler. <laughs> I just wanted to sweep him personally. I don't know, like he tried. He appealed the uh, the play where Ronald scored, saying he didn't touch third. When on the replay, it's like his entire hand just literally just rubs the bag. Yeah. Like I feel like if you appeal stuff like that and it's wrong, there's got to be some kind of penalty because you're just like then if, at that point appeal every play. Then when just, it's so obvious. You know, there was a uh, snick out really fired up in the eighth inning when um they brought in Camilo Duvall and he went out there with his assistant coach. And apparently when you go out there with your assistant coach, it, like there's a pitch clock also for warming up when you're a reliever. And apparently Duvall did not have to abide by that because they brought out two coaches. I don't know. That's why Snit was so mad. I Kind of surprised he didn't get ejected because he was really just laying into the umpires for a good couple of minutes. But uh, yeah, he was just all over the place, just getting involved in the game when uh, he didn't really have to. Um, But I guess it worked out for him. They they win the game. Um, But the Braves still win the series and the Giants are a good team. So taking two out of three is definitely not a bad result at all. You know, and on top of it, when you sweep the Yankees and... Uh, dominate them the way you do. It's a really good week of going five and one against one team that used to be good and one team that's still pretty good. So, uh, yeah, you got any yeah. other thoughts on, uh, on the week where we talk? I guess yeah. we talk about this mess series a little bit.
1: I just want to touch on uh, Gabe Kapler a little bit. Like, I, yeah. I didn't like him when he was on the Phillies. Um, yeah. I still don't like him. I think he's a good coach, he's just weird. Um, you know, the, the night before they had Acuna change his glove. Yeah, I forgot. I
0: forgot about that too. Yeah,
1: but they made that a whole fiasco. I mean, I, I don't understand it. Um, so the first the Ronald thing, and then second, like he came out with his assistant and this and that. Like, you know, I don't know if they were trying to say he was injured or, or you know, I don't know what it that was. Way or like, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think they're... he
0: was. That's why Snit was so mad.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they're trying to bend rules or whatever. Yeah. Um. But but it was just a weird game from from Angel Hernandez missing <laughs> yeah. balls behind the plate to Kapler and his uh assistance uh, just just being weird um yeah this was a pretty frustrating game but you know 80 80 something wins on the, on the season we'll we'll take that especially after you know like you said dominating both new york teams outscoring them 58 to 13 um so so pretty awesome homestand um all in all and uh yeah, we can kind of put this one behind us, his last game.
0: Yeah, and one that's thing on Kapler, he didn't even manage on Friday because in the series before whoever the Giants were playing, he got ejected and he came back into the dugout. So he was suspended for game one already. So he's wow. just had a week. Like he's just trying to – He like he wants to go play again. He just wants to be involved. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But, uh, yeah, like you said, in the long run, that game does not matter. For the Braves, it just doesn't. They're 80 and 43. They're 13 and a half games up on the Phillies. Uh, I think, yeah, they can go 20 and 19 for us the, the year, which is pretty mid. Probably expecting to be better than that. It's still 100 games. So they're in fantastic positioning. I guess the one thing to watch out for, just with the standings, is the Dodgers for the one seed. I guess that is still up in the air because the Dodgers have gotten red hot. Uh, the Braves are currently four games up on the Dodgers. So I guess that's the one thing to watch. Um, but still, division-wise, 13 and a half games, it would take the greatest meltdown of all time. And I don't see that happening with the Braves, especially with their schedule the rest of the way. Pretty pretty easy schedule um, for the rest of the season with the Braves. So, yeah, I guess we can touch on – we're playing the Mets this week. Uh, kind of expect to dominate these games after what happened last time we played them. So – yeah, what do you think uh, with these Mets series? Alan Wine is the starting tonight, so we'll see how he does his second go-around against the Mets.
1: Yeah, the Mets, their core four is actually kind of heating up a little bit. Uh, they're showing some life. They're only six games out of the last wild-card spot, so um, they're still they going somehow for it. Made it. Yeah, yeah, they're, I mean, they're still going for it, so, you know, don't sleep on them. Take care of business, um, you know. Um, yeah, you just can't take them too light because – they do they do have some pop in their lineup still, and and I, I know the I know the rotation isn't there, but uh, yeah, the offense has just got to keep producing, and we'll be just fine.
0: Yeah, David Pierce is pitching tonight, and um, he's really bad. Needs a lefty, and if you're a bad lefty, the Braves are the last team you want to face. So, uh, maybe some fireworks tonight. Um, but then yeah, McGill versus Elder in Game Two, and then it'll be Morton and Quintana in Game Three, and then this weekend the Giants again. <laughs> so that starts the West Coast trip. We'll get to see our friend Gabe Kapler in in the bay. Um, but yeah, the Braves go on a pretty long West Coast trip after uh, the series with the Mets. They got let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, ten-game road trip uh to San Francisco, Colorado, and then four with the Dodgers in uh, on a weekend series, Thursday through Sunday. So that'll be a pretty interesting series as Probably the two best teams in baseball going up at it. So uh that'll be that'll be cool. So yeah, I think we uh we covered all the Braves stuff. You got any last Braves takes where we break down this preseason tie
1: against the Bengals? Uh no, no, we covered Braves. Braves are Braves are sitting right. Um yeah, not much else to say. They're 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 fantastic.
0: They are. They're very good. Only team in baseball with 80 wins, best record in baseball, all that stuff. So yeah, we can we can talk about these dirty birds for a second as uh, their season is rapidly approaching. We're pretty close, I think. Um, we're like seventeen days until the first game, the Thursday night game. Um, Lions Chiefs. So just football in general is almost back. I think next weekend is week zero for college football. So we'll have some college football games that sits here. So, uh, yeah, the Falcons they're in full swing of preseason. Um. And anyway, well, I guess we can just kind of uh, talk about what we've seen. Really, I don't have to go into the games. Obviously, they did tie with the Bengals in their last one, um, so that's just kind of shows you that they don't matter at all. But uh, yeah, it's really, just B. John and Ritter for me. Um, those are the two guys to really look out for, and they both look pretty good. I know Ritter did throw a one pick, but wasn't awful by any means. And you know, you can't take too much stock into any of this really um, until we actually see them in the real games, but. You know, all the reports from both of these guys out of training camp and preseason, just watching them has been good. So uh yeah, what do you think about those two? And are there any other guys on your radar that you're looking out for?
1: Yeah, football is back, baby. Um, so excited. I can't I can't wait. Um yeah, I can't wait. But but yeah, back to the preseason game. Uh Ritter looked fine. I think he played two drives. Uh one kind of stalled out and he threw a pick. Um you know, so and that, that is what it is, but yeah um Bijan looked good. Bijan looked really good. Um, looked electric. Um, one thing I do want to note on Bijan though is he is actually listed as the third running back in the depth chart. So keep your eye on that. I know he's getting drafted super high um, in fantasy, probably like third or fourth running, best running back in fantasy, and he's number three on the, the the depth chart right now. So um, I, I don't know if that's just like a preseason thing or or you know I, I don't know what's going on, but. That is super interesting to
0: me. Yeah, I don't, I think it might be like a preseason thing because, you know, the first string guys usually don't play like a lot until like uh, the last game. Maybe just putting them third, just like let some them play. I don't think there's any rules to it, actually, but just kind of like he's our third-string running back, our third-string running back's going to get a lot of reps in preseason because he's the third string, you know. I don't know. It's probably all semantics, really. Probably doesn't matter. I expect Bijan to play plenty in the regular season I don't expect Algier or CP to out carry him if I mean if if that happened that's just uh that'd be kind of mind-boggling obviously (laughs) taking a guy eight I don't think it's going to happen but uh yeah I would nothing though nothing I'm worried about there but yeah he's looked solid running the ball so far as much as you can be in the regular in the preseason so yeah I'm just looking forward to um the regular season at this point I'm not a big preseason guy I don't know about you but it's fun for maybe like it's fun just having like football back for the first preseason games. And you're like, all right, can this be over now? Let's just play real games. But, uh, yeah, game one season is September 10th. So, uh, I think we're what 19 days out from that for the Falcons opener. So yeah, it's, it's here pretty much, man. We're closing in. So I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah. First yeah, game in definitely. Atlanta. is going to be fun.
1: Definitely. I uh, and I mean, you went through the schedule and, uh, Went ahead and did our prediction for the year. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if the Falcons don't win ten games this year, um, it'll it'll be a disappointment. It'll be a disappointment in my eyes. I, I think with the strength of schedule, um, with the, the revamp revamped defensive line and and defense in general, and going to get a you know top ten running back, I think I think ten wins is the is is the the floor here. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it it'll be close. We'll have some more uh, you know concrete stuff for you soon but we just kind of wanted to touch on that and, um, you know, get everybody excited cause it's, it, it's, it's quickly approaching. Um, and, and I'm so ready for football.
0: Yeah, I am too. Very excited. And I mean, probably the most excited I've been about a Falcons team since I guess after the Super Bowl, or maybe the two years after that, after we were in the playoffs last, I guess. So yeah, it's, it is an exciting time for sure. And, um, they're going through that schedule, man. We got that easy schedule. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Don't want to get too ahead of yourselves, but they have one of the easier schedules of any team, especially with the NFC South being so weak, getting to play those three teams six times. Um, you know, you can really take advantage there. But uh yeah, like you said, we'll get we'll get into some more in-depth stuff as it approaches. We're still a couple weeks out. So yeah, these next podcasts to come, we'll be talking more birds for sure. So uh yeah, you got any um final takes you wanna get off your chest before we get on out of here?
1: No, sir. No, sir, I do not. Um, Yeah, yeah, pretty good week for the Braves. Falcons, you know, looked looked pretty good first couple drives, but, uh, yeah, not much else. Um, Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Matt Collins is jacked.
0: That's my final take. He's gotten quite big this offseason, so we'll go out on that. Uh, Look out for Matt Collins. He's going to be a dog this year. All right, so if you uh, made it this far listening, we really, really appreciate it. We'll be back next week with another episode. So we will see you in the next one.